0: One, two. It sucks, or it sucks.
1: Okay. Hi, welcome to It Rocks or It Sucks. My name is Carl Kuhn. You may know me from my various music projects, Museum Mouth, gave Me and my slight involvement with Say Anything.
2: Hi, I'm Becca High, and I am sipping on some almond nog, as they call it. <laughs>
1: oh how exciting (laughs) and today we're joined by an iconic guest whose name happens to be lamont brown from the band ernie hi lamont how the fuck are you i'm so good how are you (laughs) (laughs) i'm also good i'm like really excited about this lamont and i are vintage friends from the north carolina music scene i love that term vintage friends (laughs) we're very vintage friends at this point in time
2: does lamont know that my dad's name is ernie
3: no I just found that out now
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I love it <laughs> intel coming across the desk there's like a there's something on my screen on my face and unfortunately that is gonna drive me crazy so I have to wipe it off okay um it. well it's because it's on my screen like it's only I'm seeing it oh I see it's a me it's a me <laughs> issue and unfortunately that makes it a big issue um But okay, so we're gathered here today on Zoom to discuss a little album that came out in 2005. Am I right? 2005? Yes. Mm -hmm. And that album happens to be called Elevator by Hot Hot Heat. Wow. Okay, so typically... Yeah, that's what you have to do. (laughs) Yeah, you have to literally scream your little ass off for this (laughs) record um typically before we dive into track listing we kind of give like some background as to you know how we first absorbed this record so lamont how what does this record mean to you when did it come into your life um i think it came
3: out or it came into my life in like 2007 or so okay um i think that's when i started listening to the full record but i remember when um Oh my god what song is it goodnight goodnight was a single they used to play it like after every show on mtv when you came home from school like made so that was the first time i heard it and <laughs> i remember hating it
0: <laughs>
3: like i remember hearing his voice and just being like this doesn't sound like fallout boy like that's not my oh, so voice you, you
1: so you were emo before you were in
3: yeah i did not like it and then one day i started loving this
1: record this is so interesting. I think Becca and I were both probably indie before we like tiptoed into emo. And I know personally- I've always been that?
2: indie. That's
1: don't not true. You... make
2: up stories about me. <laughs>
1: you had a face with Motion C soundtrack. Yeah,
2: that's the extent.
1: <laughs> so when Becca dipped her toe in emo that one time. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I don't, it's like, I feel like you personally Lamont, you have done an amazing job of distancing yourself from even the word in terms of, like, your musical output and, like, the people that consume your music. Like, no one would call you an emo artist or, like, emo-adjacent, even. Yeah, I think that's definitely gone. <laughs> but for me, it has permeated me, and people continue to call me emo every day of the week, and it is annoying <laughs> as fucking and shitting. It is so wretched horror. So,
2: well, now I know what to text you every day. I'll be like, good morning, know. emo Carl
1: no stop it's like my band gets pegged as emo like my solo project gets pegged as emo i'm like is it just because i can't sing like honestly what's going on here
0: um
1: (laughs) silence from the peanut gallery
2: (laughs) okay i probably got into this band via graham as always uh because i listened to make up the breakdown that was the record before (laughs) this right
1: yes really great
0: album which is
2: really good and then i remember buying the physical copy of elevator and listening to it in the car with graham on the way to and from school and i i was obsessed i think i only listened to this record during that that year that
1: entire that whole year this was the only album you played I
2: only consumed hot hot heat and probably like the (laughs) shins or something
1: (laughs) i will say when we started when we like announced that we were like taking this from like me ranting on instagram to being a podcast graham texted me was like okay first album is hot hot heat and i was like no (laughs) shut up (laughs) but okay lamont why'd you pick this record off the list
3: um when you actually originally my first thought was honestly wolf game amadeus phoenix and i saw that was on the okay. list and i was like oh my god yeah like that's something i can really talk to or talk to about and then i saw this one and there was no way i couldn't it's just such <laughs> an odd record like it's just a weird band and it's one of those bands that, like you meet someone at a party and you bring up hot hot heat and you can tell immediately if they used to listen to this band just by their reaction <laughs> like no one's ever just like yeah, okay. It's just like, no,
1: oh my god, like it's hot, hot heat. So
3: I felt like <laughs> this was a good choice.
1: That's an amazing observation for sure. Yeah. It's like it's one of those bands that bonds us all together. Yes. Okay, so um Elevator, do we wanna dig into the the track listing here? I'm into it.
2: Um yeah, I mean I can mention some ratings as I Yeah, as yeah, yeah. You love to read the reviews. I love to read the reviews. <laughs> um pitchfork gave it a 5.3 the review literally had like nothing intelligent to say at all about this. Record. it's literally
1: rude all like all it's so funny every time we like mention pitchfork on this pod because of like this era of music all the reviews are just like scathingly mean yeah like
2: it's uh it's annoying but spin gave it a 7 out of 10
1: okay shout out spin
2: yeah that's all i have
1: Okay. In review well, corner. I do think that just as a fan of this band, I like got really into this band with Make Up the Breakdown and then they re-released their like back catalog after that so I was like obsessed with that too. I was like, okay, this is like It was, like, you know, kind of, like, shiny, like, dance pop and dance punk sort of stuff. And then, like, the back catalog stuff was, like, more, like, spastic, hardcore-y, noise stuff. And then, like, coming into this record, I was, like, okay, this band went Beatles pop? Like, Beatle pop? Like, this is so... I didn't expect it at all. But I think that it yielded a really interesting product and a really consistent product. Yeah. But, okay, so let's dive in, let's dive in, let's dive in. Okay, the very first song, 17 seconds long, it's called Introduction. How do we feel about this song?
3: <laughs> I said I enjoyed it. It uh, had great little textures. Like, it did its job. Like, I'm definitely introduced to the record. Like, it's like, it's, yeah. it's elevator music. And, like, they did it.
1: <laughs> they, t- they, t- they like right off the bat. They're like, "This is what we're going for," and we Which, did it. Like,
2: speaking speaking to that whole concept, like the album art and the way it was formatted was supposed to mimic that of an elevator. And like, they skip track thirteen. Though, if you have the physical copy, it's like four second track, and it it's goes, like four seconds of silence. Yeah. yeah, the numbering goes from like, uh, fuck.
1: 12 to 14, 12. I'm
2: like, what <laughs> <laughs> What are numbers, how do they oh work, Lord. because when I was reading it, I was like, wait, that makes no sense, but I haven't been in an elevator in so long, I can't even picture it, but anyways, it's supposed to be like the numbering, it's supposed to be like the numbering of when you're in an elevator,
1: yes indeed it is queen (laughs) i like i think that's like a cool idea to like make your album art that thorough like you know you settle on a theme and you're like okay we can make the theme permeate just like the music and now we can apply it to this visual element i think the cover art is cool for this album
2: it's so of this time
1: and speaking of the
2: 2005 (laughs) sorry (laughs)
3: sorry (laughs) (laughs) i agree with that it very is like it encapsulates 2005 like that that like uh mind space of indie where everything looked like very cutesy and arts and crafts it definitely encapsulates that and I also didn't think about that until now when you were talking about them skipping the 13th track isn't there like a whole thing where like 13th levels on hotels are supposed to be like cursed or something so sometimes they'll like Mm -hmm. skip it Like they'll call it famously haunted. Yeah. Famously
2: haunted. If you go to Asia, the haunted number is four. So in hotels, they don't have a floor four. (laughs) Floor four.
1: The more, you know, she's worldly people. (laughs) Okay. So basically, uh, since this song is 17 seconds long, um, I'm just going to go ahead and say that the song rocks.
2: Is, is it a song?
1: Yeah, count the song. It's track one, Queen. Okay. <laughs> does it rock or does it suck? I,
2: I don't even consider it a song.
1: Well, Becky, you got to have a verdict.
2: <gasps> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Lamont what about you I'm
3: gonna say it rocks for the sole reason that I feel like it makes
1: the second song more impactful it's essentially the intro for the second song but yeah okay (laughs) track two track two is called running out of time Becca, how do you feel about this song? Oh, my
2: God. Putting this on the other day, I was flooded with nostalgia. It all came rushing back, and I collapsed. (laughs) Just kidding. I did not. Um, I was walking outside. But, um, I mean, it's a solid opener. It reminded me that he has such a weird way of saying singing words where you're like okay they're canadian but they sound british because he's always like bleh, 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 like <laughs> with his words um,
1: he kind of invented the cursive singing
2: don't you think it, it, yeah, I'm running out of time. like it's crazy the um someone else talk
1: it kind of always <laughs> sounds like he's like zooming down a slide and trying to sing don't you think he's like in the middle of something really fun and he's like trying to like still perform
3: it's like a little yodel like he yodels in almost
1: every single song he does yeah it's like it it's not it's not a bad singing voice by any means it's a strong singing voice um it's just very um it's very indicative of just him. I've never heard anything like it. And him, his name is Steve Bayes. Am I, am I right? I think yes, his name is Steve Bayes.
2: Steve Bayes. Little curly-haired person with the most perfect teeth I've ever seen. They look like dentures. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lamont, how do you feel about running out of time? Um, I
3: think it's a good... Uh, it's a good secondary introduction to the song. Like, the first time you hear his voice and everything, I feel like it really encapsulates that nice, juicy, hot, hot heat sound that we all got used to and we all started to love. <laughs> but re-listening to it as an adult, I think it might be too circusy for me. Like, there's, like, a line in this record that sometimes goes between, um like, Elevator music and circus music and I never realized how close those music like those two are to them themselves until I started listening to this So I don't know running out of time. I think I would give it like a pitchfork six if I was just gonna rate that song by
1: itself I think that's incredibly fair and that's like an amazing observation like that kind of like vaudevillian goofy sort of like sound palette they do they do dabble in that a lot in this record and it is unfortunately very off-putting in the year 2020, where it's like, okay, I don't have time for circus music. Like life is too hard right now for circus music. Um, But yeah, I I agree. I think the song, I consider the song like the actual opening track. I was like kind of trolling, making us review the 17 (laughs) seconds of noise. Um, But like, I do think that this sets the tone really well for what you're um, getting involved with, with this record. Like what you're in for, true. what the stakes are. Um, are there any lyrics that are particularly I, great?
2: I really like the line, cotton candy for the eyes, but cotton balls for the brain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that, that's a really good one. <laughs> also, Lamont, feel free to just talk over either of us. Like, Don't ever like stop your sentence mid-sentence, because it's like, whoever says the most smart thing is what will make it into the edit. Okay, <laughs> love
0: it.
1: <laughs> okay. I, I don't think there are any lyrics that specifically changed my life in the song, but I do think that Steve Bass is a great lyricist, and the imagery is, like, strong here, where he's just, like, he's painting a lot of little, um, little scenes of people interacting with, um, feeling like they're running out of time. Yeah, like,
3: <laughs> he does a good job on that in this, like, whole record. Like, we'll get to it later, but, um... What song is it? Uh, middle of Nowhere, he does a really good job at that as well. Like He just paints a nice little juicy scene, and he just keeps you there. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's the point of a song. But the way he does it, you kind of forget for a second. You're like, what is he talking about? And then you get done with the song, and you're like, that made perfect sense, but why? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I want to like get into that a little more, but we'll move on from Running Out of Time. I think Running Out of Time, personally, I think the song
0: rocks
2: yeah verse three uh if you recall when all the instruments well most of the instruments drop out and then it comes back dun, in
0: dun. <laughs> yeah that's like a really
2: good moment and then like right after that there's a little like bass slide down like woo, but yeah. it's only like in the left ear and then it like brings you back to the chorus and i'm just like wow that's that's nice um yeah
1: they're goofy and they're thorough and that's like really cool
3: yeah once they st- once they start with the goofy they stick to it like i feel like some yeah. people might like pepper it in but they just stay strong to it like they're very they know their sound and they're not ashamed of it
1: yeah, it feels like they, like, it feels like they always knew that they had it in them. Like, with Make Up the Breakdown, there are, like, some songs where it's, like, they they skirt that line, that, like, goofy sort of playful line. But, like, with this record, it's, like, that was, like, the, like, the center point. They were, like, we're gonna start here with the goofy, fun, like, playful, like, aesthetic, and we're just gonna, like, circle it over and over again. Yes. Which is, I like that, it's personally. It's
2: also very of the time.
1: It is. The first thing I think
2: of is OK Go when I think of this band and like that whole scene of just like these like white boy bands that are just like, we're just having fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not a care in the world. Wow. I think running
2: out of time rocks.
1: I'll say it rocks. Hell yeah. That's the I'll say it rocks. That's uh, a, a three-way rock. Okay. So track three is a song that permeated culture, and it happens to be called Goodnight Goodnight. Becca, how do you feel about Goodnight Goodnight?
2: I loved this song. <laughs> the chorus is so good. Um, I want to take a moment to talk about the music video real quick it's
1: really great oh
2: my god we stop motion we've one. got blazers, yeah we've got blazers we've got scarves <laughs> we've got a fedora we've got everyone's hair in their eyes we've got stop motion it's like <laughs> and it's all taking place like on his white t-shirt it is uh something to behold um but Do you know
1: who directed it can you google that real quick
2: me you, yeah
1: i, mean, I don't want to google <laughs> i have my windows are set up perfectly right now that you
2: have two screens you know i okay, only I'll have google one right. time let me see if
3: i can get in here
1: who directed it's i feel like it's one of the like someone involved with like the Gondry family
2: but With, like, Lamont mentioned earlier how it came on after, like, every show on MTV after school sparked a memory. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so true. Like, it was everywhere. But I forgot about it.
3: It was like there were certain bands that MTV would, uh, not I don't want to say force upon us, but put in that little section. Like, uh, I remember Block Party was in that little section and also tessellate by tokyo police club
0: Mm -hmm. that was
3: that was something
1: that they were really good at at that time which that like i feel like they don't do they still kind of even do that with music where it's like they kind of pick a band and for like a week straight that's like all you get because that's like i feel like that built a lot of my um my music taste i have not had
2: cable since going to college so i don't know
1: Okay, I'm clicking on the YouTube vid, so unfortunately, if it starts playing really loud, I'm very sorry. I'm just praying to God it have says a on
2: here. Live reaction recording <laughs> okay. of you to this vid, like me to Super Bass.
1: This is insane. Why does it not say anywhere who directed this video? I can't find it either. Anyway, it. this it's is all just to been. say.
0: <laughs> I'm giving sense. them a lot more time. <laughs> 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 like they from this video. By- Two thousand shirts.
2: For, to the next one, the production quality improves so much.
1: Okay. So I okay.
2: I I am willing to go out on a limb and say this was a DIY music video.
1: I don't think it was. They're signed to Sire Records for this. <laughs> this record was distributed by Warner Brothers. <laughs> If they spent even one penny of their own money on this record, I will be gagged and I will eat my own hat. I will buy a little <laughs> hat and I will eat it. Um, But okay, Lamont, how do you feel about Goodnight Goodnight? Um, so I ended up loving this
3: song. After I finally gave this record a les- uh, listen, I was really into it. It has a chorus that's really hard to hate. And I love the drums, like specifically in the chorus. Like it just kind of shuffles a little bit like it's a great song it's hard to hate i'm gonna say this one rocks i'm gonna say to hit a time
0: i <laughs>
1: yeah preemptively this song just fucking <laughs> rocks i think um yeah i think that that's something that this band was really good at leading up to this record they had like a rhythm section that was just so creative and they like pick grooves that are like for indie rock at the time were very different than like what everyone else was doing Um, Paul is the drummer's name. I know they like posted a bunch of like in-studio vids of them recording this record and like every shot of him playing drums was like fun and captivating and he's like a very good performer even in the studio so but yeah I agree this chorus there's some every song on this record has like a little detail in it that is like I can't pinpoint it down but it, it like makes the chorus so like it has like a je ne sais quoi to it. There's like a sound in all the choruses that I'm like, why does this sound like the best chorus of all time? <laughs> like, am I crazy? I I probably look insane right now. My face is like flush red. I'm speaking so passionately about hot on heat, but it's like there's like How something like
2: get it, get it. Your uh, face oh my is God, like yeah. hot, hot.
1: Oh, I get it. (laughs) There's like, I don't know if it's like the little like high keyboard, the there's like something going on in there that like just makes the chorus like the most full, beautiful sounding thing. It's
2: called mixing.
1: Um, I mean, I I know how you get there, but like, I don't know what instrument specifically or if there's like a plugin or something. There's a plugin for that. There is a plugin for that.
3: The song also has claps on it, which I appreciate. Yeah. Like, old they... indie claps. So nothing beats that.
2: They
1: we gotta bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it back. Okay, so, um, I think the song is truly uh, amazing. I think the song fucks. I think it goes beyond rocks. I think the song fucks.
2: Whoa.
1: I um, She's going there. It rocks. Beautiful. Okay, so, track four ladies and gentlemen lamont how do you feel about this song
3: um so i think this song has one of my favorite choruses on the whole record but as far as the total song or the uh verses i feel like the verses are very like Franz ferdinand like the hives like it's all shoulder movements but then that's what <laughs> makes the chorus so good like it just slides into it it's great so
1: okay. yeah I love that. Becca, how do you feel about this song? Um,
2: I want to cut out the opening where they're just going, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: That's some circus shit, for sure.
2: Um, <laughs> this song has a lot of, it's very 90s to me. Um, but this song in particular really accentuates how interesting his, Cadence, I guess, is during the verses where it's like his pacing is so interesting like you would never think like well there's a gentleman who's not so gentle cause he's too generous with his chit and his chat <laughs> like
1: <laughs> he kind of like he kind of that's, that looks and sounds like he's like a possessed toy oh my god <laughs> and then it's like yeah. so
2: lately we've been discussing <laughs> a way to rid of this, the, like it's very how the like, fuck do
1: you write a melody like this right? it's very musical <laughs> it's incredibly musical it's like it's so funny i have always famously like steered away from musicals even gone so far as to say i hate musicals but this is the second time on this pod like digging through this like era of indie rock where it's like this is a musical yeah, yeah. and then wow. like
2: the effects used on that like it's just the way that it goes that's like <laughs> the most 90s shit ever <laughs>
1: I think you're totally right I never really thought about that as being like a 90s thing I definitely thought of it more as like a like a goofy like cartoony sort of thing but it is very 90s uh, yeah I think the chorus is like pretty heavenly and I think that it um it kind of like if the verse is like a little chaotic like you're feeling a little seasick with all the goofiness that's going on I feel like the chorus like pulls you up and out of it and it's like okay this is what the song's about yeah like, get you out of the muck of it get that it's contrast. cool that's like we just did the suburbs um an episode or two ago and like we talked a lot about how the songs didn't really have like a ton of dynamics where it's like if you're looking at like a line graph it's like the verse and the chorus are just barely different mm-hmm. and this band does like a great job of being like okay this is the verse this is the chorus they're not so disparate that it doesn't make sense but they are very different in the fact that it's like you can tell this is this this is this these ideas are here these ideas are here which yeah. is cool i like that
3: yeah, there are great dynamics on uh, on this record. I feel like this band's really good, particularly at writing bridges. If you've noticed, like all the bridges are really good in this record
1: like when they when they when the song has a bridge it's yeah. a great bridge <laughs> <Yes>. yeah <laughs> they're like they're definitely capital s songwriters and i think that that i know with this record it was the last record that they like founding guitarist dante whose last name now escapes me i know he was this is his last record with him with them and he likes they like cited like creative differences for him leaving and i'm like i wonder like i want to know more about that like was he like not into them like writing this like beetle pop sort of music or
2: cuz the guitar think... is
1: doing so much work on this record
2: it's like it's not yeah. even like a far stretch from make up the breakdown it's just like better production basically and like more refined here i guess less punk than make up the breakdown but
1: yeah this just feels more like an album and less like a collection of like good songs yeah yeah i think like the
3: flow of this is also it also gives into that like the introduction the little interludes like things like that made this record feel a little more cohesive than uh make up the breakdown like what's the first song on there? like lost and naked in the city
0: i think I, so like i
3: think yeah. that's such a crazy song to start a record with <laughs> like not even like the name or like what the lyrics are like just says so she's got it Yeah, just so like she's got it you hit all. play and that's it <laughs> just like right off the bat like why would you start your record like that at least this one they gave you a little intro (laughs) like
1: that's like (laughs) really that's a great point i never really thought about it like that i think the version that i originally got of make up the breakdown was like out of order which like you know famously this was an amazing era for pirating music so that happens more than but that is really funny wow okay i think this song i think ladies and gentlemen is good i think it rocks i'll give it a rock
2: uh i think it rocks
1: okay it sounds like you didn't really think it rocked too hard
2: (laughs) no i mean if that was the case then i would say it's fine
1: okay that's right you're not you don't mince your words on this pod okay so track five is a little song called "You Owe Me and I Owe You." Oh my God, Becca! Wow, <laughs> Are we at Lamont, let Lamont, Lamont. How do you feel about this song? Yeah. This, is,
3: this song does not need to be anywhere. Uh, doesn't need to be on this record. I don't know. I, I don't love it. Um, okay, spill, spill, speak on that. I, it's too sugary for me. Like this one and another song that we'll talk about later. Like they make me feel like when it gets to the chorus, the chorus is too like the Wiggles. Like It's children's music Yes Amazing observation Yeah It's just like I don't know I I, I don't love You owe me an I owe you Like I just feel like When the song started I was like Oh I remember that And then I started singing along And then it got to the chorus And I felt embarrassing Like it was just like Me and my dog <laughs> in my apartment I was like Oh my god Am I singing this Like I don't know I don't love that one <laughs> the most
1: Like I'm so sorry that If you feel... love this song <laughs> No 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 Oh put, trust me Don't worry um, I love the idea of you Being embarrassed In front of your dog <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is really great. Uh, All right.
2: I kind of have the same feelings, but like i read a lot about how Elvis Costello was one of their influence. And I feel like you really hear that in this song. And as someone who is not a fan of Elvis Costello, oh my God, don't come for me. <laughs> That's like what the chorus <laughs> is. It's like very, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's not my fave. I mean, the overpronunciation of the things he says is insane.
1: Now, Becca, you read the Pitchfork Review, so you know that they praised this song. Did they? They said, yeah, they said that this song is one of the few songs on this record that lives up to at least like the lyrical wit of Make Up the Breakdown. Wow. Well, this song taught me a
2: lot as a 12-year-old for future crossword puzzles because I feel like IOU is like a constant answer in crossword puzzles. And before this song, I didn't know what that was. So...
1: (laughs) It was a learning moment. Um... Those beautiful three vowels together <laughs> on any given crossword <laughs> muscle. Okay, this song famously has a great bridge. Yeah, I love the like. There's like a there's like a pause like when they they hit like the one of the like oh is it real but it's like a it's like they hit the one then there's like a little pause so it's like oh is it real I love that that's like so the drama of that is really like cute <laughs> i can hear it so clearly oh
0: my god it is, yeah. it
1: work. what was that that's the song it's <gasps> exactly how it yeah. goes oh that's i had like there sounds. was like a weird audio that came in like someone had clicked me. on like a pop out. that's me oh okay cool um <laughs> i think it's really i know you both have mentioned this but like listening to this record now as a 30 year old the minute it started i was like oh i know every word to these songs (laughs) like (laughs) they just come right out of me it's insane um this was one where i was like this has a lot of lyrics and even then i was like oh i got this (laughs) wow but this is another example like i think one of the worst things that could ever possibly happen to me is that i just woke up one morning and i was the guitarist in hot hot heat having to tour for this record because the guitar is just doing so much like, in all these songs, it's like, I wouldn't even know how to do that.
3: Yeah. He has such a weird writing style in, a, like, a, the best way possible. Like, I always wonder, like, I just want to hear those tracks soloed, or I'd love to see him in the studio just, like, laying them down or even at a practice where they're writing them. They're very angular, and they're very zigzaggy
1: very zigzaggy. I feel like no one had ever used the term angular or jagged to describe guitar playing until this band <laughs> And now it's like one of the, one of those are the like only two adjectives they ever use. Wow well they yeah.
0: famously
2: are terrible live. so there's a good chance that that the guitar player actually cannot recreate the sound live.
1: I saw this band live and it was, was good. It good. Okay. Are you sure? It was sure? really good. What record of really the I saw them on tour for this record for Elevator. I saw sure? them at the House of Blues in Myrtle Beach. Oh, yeah, it was literally I so good and so fun. I
2: am kind of skeptical.
1: She's about skeptical. About yeah. I mean, it's like with live sound and I I famously have always said this like with live sound it's like you don't necessarily have to like play the best because like when you were like in the audience just the absolute like sheer volume and like the way that like the music feels when it's like hitting you it's like it doesn't have to be perfect like you're like paying for that
2: i'm not saying it has to be perfect but like don't suck which every video of them (laughs) i've watched of them playing live sucked (laughs) that god
1: i also want to say for a band that started off like as a hardcore like punk band it's like Did you really expect them to get like much better live? That video, it's like Blink One Eighty Two. The guitar
2: player getting electrocuted. Have you seen that, Lamont?
3: Which band, Blink One Eighty Two or this band? Oh, Hot (laughs) Hot.
2: They're playing a live show and the guitar player gets electrocuted on stage, and it is something.
1: No, I'm gonna watch that like. Immediately, <laughs> he yeah, it's kind of creepy. He falls the fuck out, like falls down, like onto the ground, and you can tell that he's like not okay. And it's from like the audience perspective, it's like someone in the crowd, and they're like, "He's
0: faking it. Part of the show." <laughs>
2: But also, Steve Bates just doesn't check on him once. The other band members, like, stop and put their instruments down and go check on him, and Steve Bates is, like, walks to the drums with his microphone and is like, okay.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, listen, being in a band is hard. You never know what the dynamic was like that day. Oh, my God. (laughs) I have. To. I'm not saying I. I'm, say, I'm not saying I've played shows where like if Corey or Graham or Morgan got electrocuted, I wouldn't care. But like,
2: you would be like, <laughs> the show must go on.
1: I would. I. It's weird that he doesn't acknowledge like something happened into the mic because I would be like, okay, something is occurring. Yeah.
0: Down here, he's like, and, like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, wrap it up at that point that in happen. time.
2: Uh, yeah
1: the vid is particularly harrowing because once they get him off stage and he's like walking back to like whatever bus or vehicle or tent he came from like the crowd follows him essentially Carl,
2: i think they're just going back to their cars
1: it's just weird because That's no one to me.
2: everyone it's like the show's over and everyone's leaving like why would they follow him I mean, That's, it just looks... It's clearly, the like, visual, behind them is just, like, just a like, field, and they're walking just towards like, the sec. road.
1: The people, <laughs> any listeners now are, like, going to have to simply watch this. I just watched like. it right now.
3: That's just, <laughs> this is a
0: whole other video. <laughs> Sorry,
3: I was letting you guys go. I had to see this. Yeah, this is a real ass. He didn't wow, like me it.
2: and Carl battle it out as to whether <laughs> he's being followed or if the crowd is just going back to their cars.
1: In general, I would just wait until he was, like, safe and then I would go back to my car give the man some space (laughs) he just got electrocuted on stage I think they're following him I think they're following him (laughs) I think it's indie rock fans of that era man they're like piranhas
2: oh my god what song are we on
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're still on you owe me and I owe you okay I think I said the song rocked or i'm saying it now i think the song is really insane but it i think it up ultimately for a song by the wiggles i think this
3: <laughs> um i'll say this one's fine this <laughs> uh it's not my I favorite too. but i respect it
0: okay beautiful yeah. Becky, you said fine as well
2: yeah i think it's fine
1: Okay, love that Okay, so the next song is a track Oh, my windows are all fucked up now so Track it's, six, it's called No Jokes Fact Which is a little instrumentally interlude song Oh, yeah, right? I was
2: like, what song is this? There's no oh, lyrics yeah.
1: um, I don't remember how it sounds I have to, I have to it's very is jazzy Is
2: like do, 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 do. Is that like the melody that goes on in it?
1: I um, like have to think about
2: Oh I'm on the wrong record Let me see
1: Yeah it like Cause it comes out of You I So it's like the washi Like Da 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 Yeah
3: Yeah, yeah the nice little like, triplets like, On the uh The hi-hat I like this one This one's cute It's honestly beautiful
1: Yeah
2: They have fake uh Fuzzy record sound effect going on. Yeah, that was so prevalent for the time.
1: <laughs> Let's make it sound analog. <laughs> <laughs> I think this song is actually gorgeous. Yeah, and it makes me want to make lounge music. <laughs> <laughs> I think the song rocks. I say rocks.
3: It might be my favorite one so far. I'm joking. I <laughs> mean tea. <laughs>
2: um yeah the song rocks
1: beautiful okay track seven a jam upon all jams it's a song called jingle jangle i think this is Uh, the best song on the record okay okay speak on that
3: um i i feel like out of all the songs on the record this is the most mature feeling one like i feel like it It just has, like, nice meat and potatoes. I hate saying those disgusting, juicy words, but there they are. It has just, like... (laughs) (laughs) It just has a nice stronghold to it. Um, I love that there is, like, a bunch of different textures. Like, the acoustic guitar, the drums are really boomy, but they're not overwhelming. Uh, The melodies are perfect. Um, The way he comes in on the second verse. I love this song. It's so good.
1: Oh, my God. I love how Patrick you're speaking (laughs) about this. It's so funny, because it's, like... From my kind of of my like first absorbing of this song like when i first got into this record i thought this song was really understated and it it's does it doesn't have like the electricity that like all the bangers that came before it had so like me being what 15 years old that like i kind of i kind of avoided this song when this record came out but re-listening to it like This weekend it's like okay this song actually is a fucking jam and you're right it is like a mature melody it's a mature progression and like all the little parts having like kind of their own dynamics it's really it's cool this is like a feat i feel like the best songwriter in the book could like walk up to steve bass and like hey good job with this yeah (laughs) becca
2: i like this song I literally just wrote, there's lots of guitar stuff going on. (laughs) There's also this phenomenon on this record where this song and I think it's Ladies and Gentlemen, it sounds like it speeds up at the end,
1: but I don't know if
2: it actually does.
1: I wouldn't put it past them like they kind of feel like music nerds in the sense where it's like they could take a song and speed it up by like one or two bpm by the end of it and just be like, you know, we did that. Or maybe they didn't even record it to a click. You never know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um
3: I would love to know when like have you ever looked at a record and wondered like what order the songs were actually written? I wonder where oh, this one of sat in there. Like is it kind of almost feels like it wasn't going to be on the record? Like it's so different from all the other ones like it's
1: almost disjointed but it needs to be there totally that that concept of like knowing the order songs were written is like that will always be something really interesting to me
0: oh
2: okay I remember a part I I love which is just the ending where he's repeating the first verse and it gets very atmospheric the guitar gets so pretty (laughs) it gets very like I like that
1: this song kind of has um christmas song tendencies a couple songs on this record it is have called them, yeah. in my opinion
2: jingle jangle which
1: is. is a
2: christmas movie
1: <laughs> it's the sound of coins spent on useless toys made for useless oh boys famously
2: <laughs> oh god It's just like i never i don't know what the song i guess what is this song about Children falling into wells, and not I think it's kind them? of about
1: like the mundaneness of common life. life.
3: Yeah. yeah, I never thought about what the, the song is about. I feel like, yeah, you're
0: right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the imagery is very like 1950s, like milkman sort of like door to door insurance salesman vibes, which is like I hate when a band like kind of takes on like a period piece rock aesthetic like that, but like in general, the song is not offensive. It's like I think they do it well with this. People falling into wells is not a common problem anymore, <laughs> and I don't think it was a big issue in two thousand five. So you can
2: never forget, baby Jessica Carl.
1: <laughs> oh never forget, God. baby Jessica. Do you know the details about how like um someone? I think it was like a neighbor or something like that who was missing like clavicle bones was like volunteering to go into the hole. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I didn't know about that until this year. I did a bunch of research on baby Jessica this year. I think and I listened that... to
2: an entire podcast episode about baby Jessica.
1: There was, like, a multi-part sort of thing. I listened to, like, one that was, like, a couple different apps because they talk about, like, the angle that they had to drill and everything. Um, but I Googled pictures of people that, like, have that and how they can, like, contort their body. So, like, their whole upper body is just, like, as wide as their head and neck. And it is, like, one of the most wild things. Like, is Isn't it- that the kid from Stranger Things? Like, <laughs> I'm not even joking, isn't that what it is? Wait, I,
2: yeah, like, his bones aren't really, like, oh, developed. yeah. It,
3: yeah, I thought that's why his, like, his teeth are like that. Like, he, it was, like, a whole thing.
1: I think you're probably right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, I forgot that the, he even had, like, an issue that was, like, famous in that first that season. Is
2: so fascinating. But so the they, like, just don't weird. have this bone?
1: They don't have this, yeah. So they it can, like, take... Exist. Yeah, it's then, just gone. So they can, like, take their whole yeah. shoulders and either, like, put them so far forward that it's, like, that they touch, or they can put them so far back that they touch.
2: Like, what is what is the purpose of your clavicle besides making sure your to shoulders don't... To give you don't?
1: a big, sexy shoulder and <laughs> chest line... <laughs>
2: people okay i yeah that is true because i have dated a guy who said like that was the sexiest part of a person okay wow
0: <laughs> okay. Uh,
2: which is unfortunate that. for those who do not have that
1: well listen to each their own maybe like you're into that to not having a big wide chest
2: that is so <laughs> is, uh, i i
1: can't I, believe we're talking about this on the <laughs> hot hot heat <laughs> app of this yeah, where did this come from <laughs> Baby it's all baby jessica's Falling fault well.
2: <laughs> um if anyone out there is listening and doesn't have clavicles i must meet you i want to i just i want to like,
1: I don't objectify them like no
2: that. but like i'm so curious as to like what it feels like like i want to see them bend their shoulders in front of them
1: well google some pics queen because trust me we did it earlier this year when we were my like me and my gays were talking about baby jessica and it's it's definitely an interesting and weird thing but okay i think it <laughs> goes back on track get, get this horrible train back on track i think track seven jingle jangle i think this song rocks i'll give it a rocks becca
2: it rocks
1: Wow. All right, track 8. Picking it up. Uh, oh my god, Carl.
2: I feel like I could go on like a Lily rant. Her infamous rant about making a record in <laughs> May and apply it to that. this song. <laughs> 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 it up. <laughs> <a public> down. <ground. laughs>
3: so you're not a fan. This is literally this is like the Wiggles. Oh <laughs> yes.
2: This has this has got to be the stupidest song, the fucking organ, like the the gang vocals, just the content. Is he talking about picking up his drink and putting it back down? Because, I mean, that's all. <laughs>
3: Uh, Lamont, do you have anything you want to say um, on this one? All I wrote in caps was "skip it." Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I yes, did, I, I, like it's one of those songs where. Um, I guess like once I got an iPod and I started taking my CDs and putting them on my iPod where I could skip what songs were on a record, I guess this one didn't make it. So I kind of forgot the song existed and then going back and listening to it, it it's not. I don't love it. I can't do it.
1: You you didn't miss it. No, and especially
3: <laughs> it coming after Jingle Jingle, like I get like trying to get the momentum back up in the record. It's like,
1: why did you pick this one? Like This is so jarringly bad. Okay, well, I'm here to play Devil's Advocate because I don't think this song sucks. I think this song is actually really good, but I do think in comparison to the other songs and kind of the level of like lyricism, the level of like wit that the other songs are serving, this one is a little short. It feels like a sock hop, which is (laughs) annoying. Um, But I do think the bridge, specifically talking about when this band does a bridge, they do a good bridge. I think the bridge of this song is great. A jack of all trades and a master of none. Why do I have to be bored with being foolish and young? There's like great... Great lyrics in there yeah and he delivers them in such a great way I think I think the song is has redeeming qualities that make me not think it sucks the
2: main guitar melody sounds so familiar again where I have this like what is this pulled from <laughs>
1: the call and response of the guitar and the organ The
2: organ
1: Organ can really make or break a a song and this era of indie rock loved some fucking organ i don't
2: like it here
3: (laughs) no it stands out too much like certain bands do it well like i loved any time tokyo police club used an organ but in here it's just it's like when you're listening all you can think of like it's an organ like that's the only thing that comes to my head when it pops up like it's not catchy
1: cheesy yeah it, it's glaring in a weird way
2: i think picking it up <laughs> fucking sucks
1: <laughs> okay lamont i'll say this one sucks okay well i think the song is just fine <laughs> i think y'all have big hater energy okay <laughs> track nine <laughs> Track nine is a little song called Island of the Honest Man. Uh, who wants to go first? Um, I'll let Becca. Becca. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ladies first.
2: <laughs> okay, this sparked a memory of me trying to memorize the opening line, but also me and Graham in the car, like on the way to school, trying to get that little down the like double clap because it it has <laughs> such like a weird timing to it and doesn't come in when you think it's going to come in so every time the song would come on we'd be like can we get it like and you then, definitely have
1: to you have to count it cuz it's not at the end of the line it's in the line
2: Well yeah but yeah anyways um so that's like a cute little memory um
0: <laughs> <laughs> a little anecdote <laughs>
2: Uh I want this song to be remastered i feel like it could have a better mix um i feel like like in college when or at least like in my situation i took like a music mixing class and it's like it's mixed to how you learn instruments should be mixed if that makes sense like The drum should sound like this. You need to pan this instrument to the left, and this instrument needs to be over here. And the guitar should sound like this, et cetera, et cetera. You know?
1: I almost feel like, I I hate, again, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I feel like there's so much going on in the song that it's almost like they took the instruments and they're like, let's make this like the least distracting part. Cause it's just like lyrics upon lyrics upon lyrics. It's like melody upon melody. It's like, if all the instruments are in their lane, like maybe, just maybe the listener will be able to absorb everything that's going on here. Yeah.
2: Oh, give this song to the waves guy.
1: Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) And
2: then he would be able to do like a a more interesting (laughs) mix on it.
1: I think this song I really deeply love I think this is my favorite song on this record. I like well, this song in Middle of Nowhere and Goodnight, Good Night. But like for a non-single, this is my favorite song, far and away. Because it's just like it's so kooky, There's so much going on. The lyrics are off the wall, but like you get the imagery. Like it's painted very clearly. Um I don't know. There's so much there's like the little like the prince guitar part at like one point there's like (laughs) (laughs) there's like so much to like love about like what's going on here in this whirlwind of a song
3: yeah and it definitely grabs your attention immediately like i feel like there's no way to hear the song the first time and not let it start playing like just the way it starts off with his just immediate rant his immediate like what is his name again Steve Bates. Immediate Steve voice, I love it. <laughs> like, yes.
1: <laughs> yes. It's like loud and front and centre immediately when you start the song. Yeah. Um I think the song did this this song didn't get a music fit, but this song like could have had a music fit in my opinion. It's like one of those songs that's like just off the wall enough that like it is catchy and lovable. Like it doesn't have to have it has a great chorus, but it like doesn't have to have like the big sing song y yeah. chorus.
2: Does anyone know what the narrative here is?
1: Um, it's about uh, uh, it's about venturing away from where you live and uh, finding yourself on the island of the honest man. And it's a really confusing place because they have their own culture that you are unfamiliar with.
3: I can't if you're being serious. <laughs> I,
1: I, I mean, I honestly don't know if I'm being serious, but that is what my brain told me to say. So take that and do what you want. <laughs> He talks about how he he fell through a hole in South Carolina And it took him to China (laughs) Yeah (laughs) And that's where he found the island of Honest Man (laughs) Longest silence in the history of the book. I'm reading the lyrics
2: and I'm just like what What
1: She's looking very skeptical listeners I think the I don't think I ever knew all the words to the bridge of this song. Actually, and coming out as someone who just lied on the pod saying they knew all the lyrics to this record because the from the sunrise up above to the sunset below, they all sing "Welcome in, welcome back, welcome on, let's go." I if someone like told me 30 minutes ago to write down the bridge lyrics for this song, I would not have gotten that right. Yeah,
3: I'm looking at her now. This whole song is it's just a really thick one. I didn't realize how like how deep he goes into everything. yeah um
1: becca you seem tired
0: by this song
2: (laughs) i'm just trying to figure out maybe i I just i'm not smart enough to understand um
1: i don't think that's true i think it just takes like a certain level of like like really goofy imagination. I hate that I'm using the word goofy so much to describe this record, but it's like when you compare a record like this to something like Bonnie Vare or something, it's like, unfortunately you have to use the word goofy to describe hot, hot. Yeah.
3: They're like the definition, like textbook definition of like whimsical.
1: Yeah. In a way that's not like twee though. It's like whimsical indie rock, not like cutesy twee. Yeah. It's such a weird lane that they occupy. <laughs> Weird Canadian. I feel like rock. that
2: fits his image.
1: He does look like a fraggle or something. <laughs> 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 he's like really like lurking on him on Instagram today. I'm like, it's weird that you're like what probably in your forties now and like still like kind of cute. Like I wouldn't even say he's like hot or sexy. He has Instagram. Like he's just cute. Yeah, he has an Instagram. He's in a new band. Does he still have the same hair? Yeah, of course he does. Love it.
2: he does have like perfect curls
1: yeah they're undeniable those curls also i famously want to say the bassist for this record his name was i'm gonna look because i don't know off the top of my head dustin hawthorne famously thought when this record came out and the music vids were airing i famously thought he was gorgeous thought he was a very hot man who the bassist dustin hawthorne and also when I saw them, he was playing a uh, Fender P bass that was in Tequa finish, the like green burst that I have a strat of that famously everyone says is hideous and looks like a pickle. And I think that he is a hot man with great taste in instruments. So <laughs> Steve
2: Bass kinda looks like Carrot Top, to be honest. <laughs> Stop
3: it. <laughs> no, he definitely does. He does. But it works. Because he's from Canada.
1: He's like He, like, Carrot Top is, like, his tether. Like, Steve Baze is, like, the normal good version, and Carrot Top's the evil (laughs) version. (laughs) Oh, my God. I really hope they don't listen to this.
2: I'm gonna DM him and be like, listen to the pod!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. I don't know the honest man. I think the song rocks.
2: I think...
0: Oh, God. (laughs)
3: <laughs> i'll i'll put it up fine for me
2: okay i think it rocks okay all right, surprise
1: if you want to change your answer in you know five ten minutes feel free to backtrack
2: no i think it rocks
1: okay 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 love it okay track 10 a song called middle of fucking nowhere lamont just threw his hands up all I right speak speak on this this song is what great. do you
3: love about this song Um, the song used to make me cry, honestly, in middle school. Uh, My parents were divorced, and it always took me to a place of, like, feeling like I was in the middle of nowhere, living with my parent I didn't want to live with. So the song, like, had meaning in that case for me. Um... I loved the music video. I loved the scene where he went into the bathroom, if you remember. So I think it's like the second half of the first chorus, he goes into the bathroom and the audio cuts as if you were listening to the song from the other room. And I remember like things like that blowing my mind. And that's when (laughs) I started really liking this record and like really jumping into it.
1: I love that. To be able to, like, inject, like, that sort of middle school divorced parents, like, sentiment into a song, that, when you are that age, it's a priceless feeling. Like, you, like, bow to the, the band that writes the songs that you can do that with, so. I feel you on that completely.
2: Yeah, I do right. you think this is the air quote saddest song on the album. Like, I feel like most of... There are songs you don't really feel anything from them, but this is like the one song where you actually feel something.
1: Yeah, it's like raucous, joyous music, but this is like the emo ballad on this record, and it's still like 130 BPM. But it's like it's so good. I I deeply love this song. I think there's like, is it like what what instrument does the like do do do? I think it, it sounds like string I think plugs it's,
2: okay i am pretty sure it's just a keyboard sample like a lot of keyboards just come with that orchestral a string it's like an orchestral pluck sample and i think that's what it is because i was wondering it, the same thing
1: it's a quiet detail it's not something that like immediately jumps out but like Oh my god! When once you hear it, it's like all I hear when I listen to the song now. I'm like, oh my god! I want to add details like that to every piece of music I ever record. It's so good. It's one of
3: those things that like you might not notice until you see them live. And if that like doesn't happen live, you're like, wait a second, this is kind of empty. What <laughs> is? This?
1: Yeah, <laughs> this is
3: lacking. Yeah.
1: Wow. I think the lyrics are really, really great here. This is kind of one of like for this era, like 2005 indie rock, I feel like the opening verse of this is some of the most like iconic imagery. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. don't get mad if I'm laughing, blame the caffeine for the 5 a.m. phone calls. And then just every line after that too, it's like, wow. And this has like, this song in Jingle Jangle and even You Owe Me and I You. those are the songs where it's like, you can tell there is like an Elvis Costello-ness about all of this. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it's like what is, I don't even is I don't even want to say it's like a rockabilly sort of thing, but it's like nerdy indie rock music. Okay, Rebecca,
2: I think the snare in this song sounds so bad. Hot take. Oh. <laughs> it opens literally with just like a shaker and the snare, and I'm like, why? Would you make such a central part of the song sound so bad? Yeah, I just listen
3: to it now. I agree. (laughs) I didn't didn't even think about that. Wow, it is really bad. It sounds like a toy, like a Fisher-Price toy.
2: And it doesn't change. I'm like, oh, maybe this is just like a weird effect they're doing before the other instruments come in. But like nothing changes.
1: I will say with this record... This is an album that, famously, when I thought about it, there's, like, a lot of treble going on. Like, you don't really think about, like, the bass too much in these songs. But listening back to it just today, I was like, God, I wish I had, like, a mixing board in front of me. Because it's, like, all a little muffled. Like, I want to take, like, the treble knob and just turn it, like, one or two notches. Like, it just doesn't have, like, a real crisp sort of, like, high end. Which is, like... Fine, you know, it's an aesthetic choice. All the instruments sound like they're supposed to sound, so that's great, but it's like, in general, I would just want to turn the treble knob one little notch, personally. (laughs) I will say, yeah, music vid for this is really, really good, really cool. Obviously, if you've never seen, it's about um, all the people disappearing around you, so to the point where you're in the middle of nowhere. I feel
2: like uh, this song is very, like, early 2000s coming-of-age rom-com like
1: it has like garden state vibes yeah Yeah.
2: but i mean it's it's such a good song minus the snare god damn it but middle of (laughs) nowhere rocks
1: yeah i think this song has like this song has powers i think this song fucks honestly
3: it really does and like you were saying earlier the way the the first verse builds up it's just such a nice like, it really, like, like what we are talking about earlier about how the record is very musical, very theatric, like, this literally is that moment of, like, oh, shit, they're about to start singing when you're watching a musical or something <laughs> like that. Like, the way he starts going into it, it builds up perfectly to the chorus. Um, I think this is my favorite... Guitar solo? I know there there's another one later in the record, but I feel like this is a good guitar solo. Um it's not over
1: This is a guitar solo that how could you ever play it? Like how do you make a guitar <laughs> sound like that? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It like it sounds so cool. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just like literally no, I, it's it. like I yeah. yeah. It's just one of those things where I'm like, if someone was like, Okay, for a million dollars, Carl, play the guitar <laughs> solo, it's the middle of nowhere, I'd be like, I can't <laughs> I, I just pedal can't. Yeah, what's going on with it? Becca, is everything all right?
2: No, I'm just trying to figure out what noise is happening.
1: <laughs> okay. It's like, it's obviously a little distorted, a little overdriven, but like, I don't even know. I can't even describe the sounds of the guitar solo. It's so good.
2: Oh, Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is everything all right? Yeah. I was staring at your screen the entire time. <laughs> like, oh. That's like what's going to pop out.
0: <laughs> okay, wow, wow,
1: wow. Okay, I th- I, I said the song "Fogs." Becca, what did you say? I
0: said it rocks.
1: Okay, Lamont, what'd you say? I forget. It definitely rocks. Definitely. What if you were just like, oh, it sucks? <laughs> Major plot twist. Okay, so track 11, a song called Dirty Mouth. Uh,
3: Dirty Mouth is like, uh, oh my, don't you start. Jingle Jingle's, like, cousin, like, sassy black sheep cousin. That's how I felt on this one. But I really liked it. I think it has really good melodies. Um, I think the verse melodies are better than the chorus melodies.
1: Wait, can you hear my a dog? dog? What is, is that a dog? yeah, what's happening? If She's it's a like, dog, wait, I'm, oh my lord, oh, wait, yeah, I can see her. Wait, I gotta change She's behind the mic. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, look at
3: it. She's so mad. I don't know what she's whining at.
1: <gasps> she wants to be on the oh, phone. She's
0: so cute.
1: Lamont, what's your dog's name? Mo. I knew Mo- this. I knew this. Yes. Mo- oh
3: my
0: god. Mo no. Mo. You can see it. <laughs> the like, stretch. She literally
1: just
3: did the downward
0: dog. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: oh Oh, we love sweet angel
1: (laughs) okay does um, she have an instagram
2: account
3: no she's off the grid
1: (laughs) 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 i'm off the grid I don't know how I feel oh about this. Oh my god,
2: song. dirty mouth. I hate this song so <laughs> much.
1: Okay, speak on it. Spill.
2: I literally wrote I hate this song and followed by I hate this song so much. And then also a misheard lyric where he says wake up cinnamon. I always thought he said Uh, wake up wakes up in a van and I'm like who the fuck is cinnamon
3: (laughs) I thought he said sentiment
1: (laughs) yeah I don't know on genius it says
2: wake up cinnamon as in the spice and
1: (laughs) maybe that's what he calls his gf Uh, you ever thought about that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I think this song Is in a key that I hate I hate when songs are in whatever key This song is in It's like dirty sounding Yeah
2: Yeah cause it's like Wash your dirty mouth like. <laughs> <laughs> like And that's
3: another thing I realized on this record Every song they say the song title In the song I wish they didn't Like this is definitely one of them I don't want to hear the words dirty mouth in a song Especially over and over again
1: yeah, it, those are not pleasing words together, but yes. I don't know. In general, I don't, I truly don't hate any song on this record. I look back on this record very fondly, but I do think if there was a song on this record that sucked, I think it's unfortunately got to be this song. How
3: do you guys feel about the bridge like
2: on it? already gone. Like, what,
1: are, what are the bridge lyrics? Ugh. I gotta say, uh, I cannot wait, not even, one more night, or day.
2: Holiday! Well,
1: well, I like that part. <laughs> I'm like, I think that part's cool.
3: Especially when he does it the second time when he's really sassy. I think that's yeah. what pulled me into this one.
1: It's like
0: I gotta. Whip.
1: Like it's great. It kind of has like um, System of a Down vibes. <laughs> Can
3: we get that mashup? Think? Like Jay Z, Lincoln Park did their records like Hot Hot Heat. System of a Down record. <laughs>
1: that would be like the I would get an instant 0.0, 0 on Pitchfork but I would buy it I'd buy it on every format that's like the indie rock version of Lulu we need it okay holy fucking hell and shit um okay I gave my verdict Becky, you gave your verdict Lamont I think you said the song rocked do I remember correctly yeah I'm gonna say rocks okay, i not going back <laughs> After (laughs) Becca's compelling rants.
3: I guess you were looking at my screen, I could tell.
2: My rant that was just me saying I hate this song.
1: (laughs) I love that you said your notes and then you told us what your notes said.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay.
1: So, track 13, we've got a couple seconds of silence. Essentially, we've all discussed already that we think this is a cool idea. I don't necessarily think this needs a rock or a suck moment. Um, but that leads us to track, I guess, technically 14?
0: 12? I think we missed um, Soldier in a Box. Oh,
1: we, oh my god, I'm going off of the Genius, not the Wicked. Yeah, yeah, Soldier yeah, we did in did miss a soldier box, box, for
2: some reason, is skit on Genius
1: you're right 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 okay so track 12 is soldier in a box not any sort of number of seconds of silence or whatever okay yeah soldier in a box how do we feel about this song Um, no one wants to talk
3: (laughs) on this one i just wrote into this one for some reason question mark um
2: i uh, so oh sorry go ahead no 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 go 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 go
3: when they say Soldier in a Box over and over again, I can't tell if that's actually the chorus or the pre-chorus, if that makes sense. Because there's that part after it that I really like, but I don't like Soldier in a Box. when it's like,
0: dance, dance, else.
3: like I like that part, but I don't know. I don't think the song stands up
1: too well. I think, I know I just talked a bunch of shit about Dirty Mouth, but I think this song is like technically the weakest, even though you're right, that, I I think that is like the hook, we'll just call that the hook, because I don't hook. know if it's like the chorus, yeah. but it's like, that part is gorgeous, that's like such a, the way that that melody moves is very satisfying, but it's just, I don't think it saves um, how bad the verses are, they're like funky.
2: Dude, there's a fucking harpsichord break in this song. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
2: also, the song is quieter. I feel like the, they forgot to master the song, um, and the instrumentals feel very early Radiohead, like Pablo Honey, The Bends kind of feels. Um, and then I wrote down, is this supposed to be a metaphor for something more interesting?
1: Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I truly, I, I'm not gonna be the one that can tell
0: you. <laughs>
2: is this like on par with whatever song of theirs got banned because they said bandages too much? Are they talking about like dead soldiers? Or are they getting political? We know these types of bands love to talk about war.
1: They do. This era loved to talk about war, this post-9-11 indie rock scene. Um, I actually, I need to take back something. I said this song is not the funky song. It is actually the next full band song that has the funky verse that I do not like. But um, I think this song is mostly unoffensive and just maybe a little boring, in my opinion.
3: Yeah. And I think think what you were saying, Becca, earlier about um, it being political, I mean... I think you're right, because it's like I found a soldier in a box, a souvenir that someone lost at such a cost I mean, that's like kind of like a human life Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, oh, these people are dying, like, what's the, the point? The
2: cemetery gates were closed So he's yeah. uh, looking at a soldier's grave But <laughs>
3: just... Yeah, like, it doesn't need to exist
1: yeah, at this point it's like almost work to try and discuss this song.
2: <laughs> Let's talk about this harpsichord break though. Um,
1: Mouth it, how's it go? Sing it.
2: Hold on. I do like the like opening guitar melody. Hold on. I gotta find the timestamp. Oh, Okay. It's a very like puppet show. Oh yeah. And then. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like the oh no, oh no parts. Am I crazy? Oh no, oh no. <laughs> I-, I like those parts. <laughs> okay. The
2: song makes no fucking sense. <laughs>
1: I feel I, if anyone's listen, if anyone from this band is listening I'm really sorry we're just like this is the error. this is the timestamp on the pod where we all get really tired
0: <laughs>
2: it really is because I keep going back and forth being like this is good minus like the lyrics I guess but then I'm like but is it but then like I
1: don't know. All right, this song is fine. I'm moving on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we gotta. I will
2: like spend too much time thinking about this. This song is fine.
1: I'll say it's fine. Okay, yeah. beautiful. Okay, so now we've got four seconds of noise. We'll skip that. And then we're on to track 14. Shame on you. Uh,
3: I don't I love know. it. This one sounds like Hotel Transylvania. Like, it's Oh my <laughs> God, I
2: said, what is this haunted sounding shit? <laughs>
1: It's incredibly that. Haunted house music. I literally (laughs) hate a haunted house. Oh my
2: God. Take that harpsichord (laughs) solo and put it in this song. It belongs and shame on you. Uh,
3: Yeah, this one, especially for it being the second to last song in the record. It's just like, but you're really trying to keep me here with this. It's not what I want
1: no yeah they like front loaded all the bliss and then they tried to take us in like this dark turn and it's like okay this is actually just really cringe in my opinion yeah yeah that that verse melody that do 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 do, do, do. i'm like okay no I'm, i just closed the door <laughs>
0: it's like uh-uh
2: uh, it's very like ghosts from mario imagery
1: yeah bowser's castle vibes
2: yeah and then they're they're going like Oh, and like the background. <laughs> and, like, it's not like that, but it's just very deep, like oh.
1: <laughs> I also must say the chorus lyric: "The shame on you for getting wet." That's like you're talking um, to your
2: dog. Like, shame on
0: you.
1: <laughs> also, it's like all also very sex-negative so <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> What? <laughs> was that your cat? Well, I, it's not one of my cats. <laughs> They're all being quiet. There was a weird howling scream in the background of someone's audio. I thought,
2: shame on you for getting wet. It's like someone just crying. Yeah. How is this sex shamey? Carl, explain.
1: I just am reading into it like, that. Oh. I Get Wet by Andrew W.K. You know, it's like getting wet is like a sexual thing. <laughs> <laughs> and this is clearly about like a relationship going to shit. Do you think she, do you think there's like the Scarlet Letter?
2: He does famously sing about like uh, a common theme being all his, like, all his girlfriends are crazy. Um, but he
1: does it in a way that's not like, he does it in the indie rock way, not the emo way, where yeah. he's like, you're a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> There's none of that, thank God. It's
3: also a weird song because in the chorus, he keeps talking about you as if that person, like, literally shame on you. But in the verses, it's all his fault. He's talking about running with scissors wasn't smart. He tripped. He cut open their heart. Like, I don't understand. Okay, amazing <laughs> observation. Like, it's like, what is this song about? Like, who's who's in the wrong here?
1: I think They're him. Both in the wrong. I think it's probably him. Oh yeah. <laughs> Undoubtedly. <him. laughs> I don't know. This song is one too. Where I'm just, I'm not here for it. I think this song sucks. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> but that brings us to the closing track, track number fifteen, a song called "Elevator." It's great. Do, 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 do. This piano part is sexy. It
2: has a. It, it has the creep By Radiohead guitar.
1: I also famously learned how to play this song on piano when the tracker came out, and it's really satisfying. You do like a descending thing, and you use your thumb to like come back up. It's really Suzuki as I method. Mind, Carl. it's very yeah. One of the few times I was like, I want to learn how to play piano with this song. <laughs> it sounds like a really nice song to learn it's gorgeous i mean
2: i think the song sounds like creep by radiohead with m- m- mashed up with don't speak by no doubt which i <laughs> okay. love like those two songs together i mean just beauty and that is elevator
0: okay i can kind of
3: i can see i can see the mashup i never thought of the no doubt song but to counterbalance like the heaviness that is radiohead i feel like no doubt's the only band that could pull it out to make this um i really do like this song uh i wrote that i'm glad that this is the only record or one of the only songs on the record that doesn't zigzag like it's very they just give it to you like there's no crazy gimmick with this song and there's nothing wild it's just everything is nice and beautiful and like just there i love it
1: it's very linear which is very cool yeah now famously this has an amazing i think guitar solo i don't know what instrument does the weird little melody solo thing towards the end but it's very cool and gorgeous kind of buzzy sounding nice counter melody to the piano melody. That's, like, the thing, when, like, when your song is based so heavily around, like, a single instrument constantly playing a melody rather than, like, any chords, it's, like, you kind of have to, like, pare down the other instruments, but I think that, you know, soloing over that is, like, a cool idea, and I think it sounds good. Yeah,
3: Yeah, I think that's a guitar. I'm listening to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a guitar.
1: They're, like, he, like, Dante's, like, guitar parts on this record are so, like, they're busy but they're also like textural it's like not always like you're not always paying attention to just the guitar but it, the guitar is always doing something interesting so yeah i love that Do are there any lyrics that jump out to anyone in the song
3: i wrote stay on the ground in the bridge but i'm trying to figure out what line that is
1: Let's stay on the ground. Let's stay yes, fooling around. Yeah. yeah, I guess I just love the whole bridge. It's so yeah. it's very nice.
3: It's like that that line specifically, especially the way you just sang it, is very much just like dancing in the rain with your arms out. Incredibly, that <laughs> it's like you tip
1: your fedora <laughs> and then you're just like in the rain. Like it's very. Uh, who's that guy that did that a lot? The F- WB frog.
3: <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> you're not wrong.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> Holy fucking fucking shit. <laughs> it's Wb. Yeah, it's me, serving Wb Frog. Who is that? There's like a famous white man that people talk about with this. What? Is it Frank Sinatra? You, is that who I'm thinking around of? around in the rain that like era of man <laughs> are you talking that about that genre, like, singing man. in the rain guy? yeah sure I don't know that like I don't know is what I'm king? talking about classic capital M man shit Gene Kelly probably Sh- sure they're all the same I like name. the WB Frog look the better WB Frog is <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's his name he, What he has like a real name oh
2: he has to
3: We're all Googling. Michigan J. Frog.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, yes. take me away. Oh my
3: god. I, I love when you Google him on Google, it just pops up and says species frogs plural. So that's really nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man.
2: Oh my god.
1: Okay. Wow. I adore that imagery. I think. I think this closing track. I think Elevator. I think this song rocks. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. It rocks.
1: I think they they wrap up the package really nicely with this song. I agree. Um. Okay. Before we do final verdict, is there anything anyone wants to say about this record? I feel like we just really tore it apart. So there's probably <laughs> no damage control that needs to be done as of right now.
3: No, I think I wrote, or I think I said everything that I wrote. Um, the only thing I really, like, I know that it happens a lot in music, but I wish every single song didn't say its name so, like, in your face. Like, I just wish it wasn't on every song. But other than that, I think it's a fun record. Um, I think if you're in the right mindset and you're at, a good age for it. It resonates with you really well, especially if you don't realize you like musicals at the time. <laughs> <Yes>. so,
1: subversively <laughs> inserting that into your life. Okay, cool. Becca, anything you want to say?
2: Um, uh, take a shot every time I sigh on this pod. Um, <laughs> no
1: okay well perfect let's do final verdict then so lamont do you, are you familiar with final verdict do i need to explain it um jump on it real quick let me get a basically little... i'm gonna just i'm gonna count to i'm gonna count to three i'm gonna get one two three and uh, after three we say it rocks or it sucks as in the whole album as a whole as a big beautiful package whether it rocks or it sucks okay okay and we all say it at the same time <laughs> all right you ready oh man yeah <laughs> 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 I love when people get geeked out by this It's so cute Okay, One, two, three It sucks Okay, well um, Do you want to speak on it Or do you just want to <laughs> leave it at that King?
3: I think at a record That's 15 songs long If you're including like the four seconds of silence And everything um, There's good songs, there's good little moments But I think, like, the songs that have good little moments as a fool, I don't love them as, like, oh, I could really go back and listen to this and, like, listen to the entire song. I think there's a lot of songs on this record that once I hear the chorus after the first verse, I don't need to listen to the rest of the song. Um, and I think it's just simply that, like, I couldn't, it didn't, it didn't, st- like, hold up the test of time for me. Um, I think it has more nostalgia than, um, Solid music that I will take with me for the rest of my life journey So I agree with Pitchfork on the 5.3 I think that's, like, an accurate number for this record It's funny how that, like, (laughs)
1: when it came out I'm sure people were like, that's ridiculous, it's so good And now it's, like, through a retrospective lens It's like, actually, yeah That seems, like, pretty fair Yeah (laughs) No, I don't think any songs from this record are about to hop on my, like, running (laughs) playlist or anything So. (laughs) <laughs> and i agree it's like it's kind of it skirts like a line where like it's like really poppy it's like modern sort of pop like sugary pop music but it's also like enough indie rock where it's like you don't want to listen to it for indie rock's sake and you don't want to listen to it for like the feeling you get from you know digesting like radio pop so it's like one of those things where it's just like it's in that weird middle ground where it's like when i'm listening to it i do like it but i don't seek it out
3: yeah and it's also like, I feel like if I were to show this record to someone for the first time, it's one of those records where I couldn't just play it, I would need to explain it for a second, like, okay, listen, like, I found this in middle school, and like, it has like a lot, <laughs> like, I couldn't just play it for
1: someone, and I think that's another reason I can't give it the rock that's, thumbs up. I, I never think about that, but you're so incredibly right, <laughs> that is like a real thing with a lot of albums, and this is one of them for sure, Wow okay well lamont where can people find you online king
3: um i'm on spotify i'm on apple music i got a band camp um ernie r-n-i-e is the band name um yeah uh, i just put out a ep last month called poncho
1: if you want to listen to it um that'd be nice I love that you did, like, you did, like, a quick rollout where it's, like, okay, single Monday, album Friday, and I'm, like, okay, <laughs> yes, yes. Like, like,
3: literally just, like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to get them out.
1: Yeah, it's, like, it's, when you're, like, a self-recording artist, it's, like, you sit on things for so long where it's, like, honestly, like, my fans are going to get it no matter what. Like, they're gonna seek it out, so, like, just roll it out like that. I think it's so smart. I love you. I'm so happy you did this. This okay. was, like, such a... A little blessing. Thank you for having me. This is like a great way to end 2020, honestly. <laughs> oh,
0: <yeah. laughs> hey, bitch. Okay, perfect. Good.
1: It Rocks or It Sucks is produced and edited by Becca High and Carl Kuhn. It's mixed and mastered by Becca High. You can follow the pod on Instagram or Twitter at It Rocks or It Sucks. Thanks for listening, and feel free to like, follow, rate, review, share, do whatever you want. Bye.